Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Season 3 of the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. I'm Creech. I'm John. And uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp has kicked off uh, the next... What are they called again? The next phase? Phase, yes. Phase 5. Phase 5 is kicked off by Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, and it's definitely... A movie. Interesting. It's um, a movie. It's... It's a movie. Um... Well, okay. I'll start with the things. I'll start yeah, with let, some things. Uh, let's start I with the thing we know fun. for sure. I agree. A lot of fun. The here's the thing. This movie serves the same purpose as Loki does. Yep. It's to say, ooh, if you kill this man, we're going to have uh the Council of Kings and the multiverse and Hutzpah. Yep. And that is where we're going to to literally my final argument of the entire podcast, which is this movie should have came out pretty much right after Loki. I don't agree with that, but like, I mean, if this movie came right after Loki, it's kind of like a sequel to the Loki season finale where it just like adds on top of it, where it's just like, oh, wow, that's crazy. All the stuff with Loki. Um, well, I see where you're coming from. Like, the, the, it didn't need to come after Loki. I think it's fine. Are you saying, like, didn't need to come right after Loki, or, like, could have been before Loki? I like, I mean, it had to come after Loki, because yes. part of the thing okay. with Loki is that it created the... It removed the sacred timeline. Yeah. And so the big thing for me before we deep dive into this is I feel like, and we've already talked about this with phase four is phase four feels like it's going in five different. And yeah. the movie feels like we're trying to bring it back to one thing, but I kind of wish we just had the continuity of a finale of phase four that felt complete more than what we had. Um, would you agree or disagree? Um, I mean, not having a Avengers movie to, like, be a capstone mm-hmm. kind of made it feel like this phase was like... Dead? Not dead, just disjointed. Yeah, that's fair. Um, because I, I don't feel like the, the universe is dead at all. No. I think the fact that we didn't have, like, a Avengers moment will make some yeah. people feel Marvel fatigue easier. And it's... Yeah. And I, I don't think you need an Avengers moment. 
Oh, I completely I agree. You need. You do not. I think what you need, though, is a group of heroes coming together for one reason or another. Best example: you, you, Captain America: well, Civil War. Yes, whether it's for good or for bad, you just need a unity of sorts where it's hey like the five branches came to a tree and this is why the tree is growing and it was like phase four was a branch rather than actually being part of the tree yep um i um kind of said that better than myself yeah so um let's let's deep dive into ant-man quantumania because while I thought the movie was fine and it was a movie and it was there, I feel like I have a lot to talk about. So here's here's do we want to start with some bads or some goods? Because I want to start with the bads. Start with the bads, because then I'll I'll make it up with the goods. Yeah, because here's the thing that sucks about the movie. Scott Lang does not go on a journey. He does not change in this movie. Right? Yes, correct. And Uh, that is boring. He doesn't grow. Except for physically. Yep. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't get this moment. Like, the movie needed to be structured around the conflict that him and Cassie had at the beginning. Or be, like, more constructed around Cassie. Like, I think it was too in between the two, where you didn't see growth in either of them. Well, yeah. Because imagine if if the movie had, like, the whole... Like, yes, we had Scott as the third-person narrator for the beginning and end, but if we still had a little bit more Cassie, where Cassie became rather than a secondary role or like this like sub primary role where she is kind of taking over a little bit more would have been better. So the, the thing about it is what you're thinking of is called a supporting character, Andrew. Yes. Um, the thing about it though, is Cassie, like how does the movie start? Andrew, the movie starts with, no 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 the movie starts with uh i I understand that that yeah yeah but really the movie doesn't like the conflict is that scott feels like he's not knowing what he's doing in the world well his he's just kind of Taking all the um, good press about being an Avenger, right? And he's not doing anything to help anyone. That's the conflict. And it's that his daughter doesn't see him... He, she knows he's a hero, but doesn't view him as someone who is doing heroic things, right? Yes. Correct. Whereas she oh. wants to help out anyone. That's, that is the conflict our main characters have. Yes. So then they're flung into a situation where they could help people. Mm-hmm. But 
Scott then says, no, this isn't our fight. Um, which then leads to eventually Cassie starting a revolution while Scott tries to save Cassie. His motivation is not the revolution. His motivation, His motivation is Cassie. It's just Cassie, which means that he doesn't learn anything. He doesn't realize that you should stick up for the little guy. Yeah. And, and before, I, I'm going to say it because it's what I felt watching the movie. I honestly wish he died. I don't, you don't need death to show that a character is powerful or scary. No, no, not for Kang, but more for Ant-Man, because that would have been like the, hey, like, he he's dying on the cross of Cassie. Like, because what you're saying is he didn't grow. And that is true. But he should die on that cross of I, I didn't grow. That's not, but like him dying isn't going to, like... Resolve the character, right? It doesn't fulfill an arc. How the arc gets fulfilled is is we need Ant Man to say, "I can't." We need to stick up for all the little people and start this revolution. Cassie, I'm all in this with you. By saying that and by doing that, it then motivates Cassie or motivates Scott to defeat Kang not for Cassie or for his world but because there's a tyranny currently going on in the quantum realm yeah that's that's where the movie kind of missed its mark is that Scott doesn't have a journey Cassie really doesn't have a journey um, really, the only person who has a journey is, um, Janet. And that's because her journey is dealing with the trauma of the quantum realm and including her family into her trauma. That's all. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And even then, it's, we, we see a lot of Janet and, uh, Hanks, like, dealing with outside of each other, um, which was a great comic relief, but it's also, like, you know, it, a lot of what made this movie so good, um, and I know we've kind of harped on a little bit of the negatives, is the comedy hit, and it hit very well. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Like I said, it's a fun movie. Yeah, but it There's just... No- it, it leaves a lot of, not even questions, more of just like, why did they go this route with this movie? Um, and I hate saying that because re- realistically, this is the best movie I think Marvel has put out since uh, Spider-Man. Well, what's, hold up. I can't. Was Shang-Chi, was Shang-Chi after Spider-Man? Hold up, I had the MCU pulled up. Because if Shang-Chi was after Spider-Man, Shang-Chi still wins. Um, 
but it's definitely the last, the best movie in the last good bit. All right. Um. I think. Um. While John Wayne's figuring that out, I'm going to tell you my two favorite parts of the movie real quick. Um, Definitely whatever the thing's name is, that's the like pink slimy dude. uh, That's all like drink the ooze. Uh, 10 out of 10, he wins. Um, The fact that he, him and the, the guy who reads minds and is just like, yeah, he has seven holes, and it's just like the silence. So I counted the holes. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest. I was the guy. I counted the holes, and I just go out loud in in the theater. Um, and I was in a big theater. Um, I, I went all out for uh, this movie. Um, I was in a big theater, and I go, "Yep, he's right. Seven holes." And the entire theater just laughs. And I was just like, you know, just like I being mean, me. And then, you know, Scott Lang is just like. Because there's, it's technically nine holes. Uh, You're forgetting the, the holes for your eyes that your eyeballs fit into. Nah. We're all thinking seven. Okay. Like, blah, 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 blah. yep. Stop thinking that. You know? Yeah. Um. By the way, the timeline order, Black Widow came first, then Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor Love and Thunder, Wakanda Forever, for the films that had cinematic releases. However, yeah. there was a film that they also released that was... Only on Disney Plus. Yes. Werewolf by Night. Which I still haven't seen. Um, which is why Werewolf by Night is the fourth, is the best thing about Phase 4. Jeez. Um, I, it has such, I, it is really good. Yeah, I should watch that. You should. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, that was... I, I was expecting more. Um, From this movie? Yes. And it's I, not... I, I don't know what I was expecting more of. But... I think the biggest thing for me was it it really is just a sequel to Loki. Like but it's not even a sequel to Loki because it does the same thing that Loki does. Just like Yeah. It but, it's got I, the I, same problem like when you're looking at the Marvel universe it has the same oh. problem that WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness had. 
Wanda takes the same journey in WandaVision as she does in um in uh Multiverse of Madness. The only difference I have is that this movie does confirm that King the Conqueror and He Who Remains are different entities. Well, it's this. All right, not really. Well, I I guess he who I, he I know who what you're remain, gonna get to. Kang, Kang is a. There are variants of Kang the Conqueror. Just Kang. and he who remains is a variant of Kang. Correct. It's basically, Kang is or he who remains is a square. Mm-hmm. Kang is a rectangle. Uh, why do or you a quadra quadrilateral? Sure, whatever doesn't matter. Um, no, basically, we have like he who remains. Like the questioning here is in, for the future of the MCU is is Kang the bad guy? Is yeah. he who remains the bad guy? They're are the both the bad guy? Listen. And Kang is a bad guy. He is a bad mm-hmm. guy. He who remains is dead. Right? We saw at the end of Loki. Killed. He oh! Okay. That makes sense. Sorry. That makes a lot of sense. As that. Okay. So basically, none of this would have happened if Kang wasn't killed in Loki, correct? If he who remains was not killed in Loki, the entire multiverse could not happen. That is like what the. In- including the quantum realm? No, the quant so Quantum Realm is outside of time. So the is there quant- still the Kang stuck inside of there? So here is how I've interpreted all of this. A long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Or a long, long time ago, there was the first multiversal war between all the Kangs. And he who remains won. Yes. He set up the sacred timeline. Correct. By doing so, he banished one of the Kangs to the Quantum Realm. Like the first, like one of the first Kangs was banished to the Quantum Realm. So, all of the stuff in uh, the Infinity Saga happens. Um, Janet met Kang. In the quantum realm, she escapes, and then she is scared of Kang. Yeah. The Loki happens. All the Kangs come back, more or less, because they can travel through time. But mm-hmm. this Kang, that's a variant, has been stuck, unknown of what's really been happening. He knows that he wants to travel the multiverse. 
and and conquer more realms. But he can't. And it is confirmed he died. Like that king variant, correct? Yes, he died. With with the set okay. Because it, they all the other yeah. kings felt it or knew of it. Mm-hmm. And he was banished to the quantum realm. So yeah. Man, it it's just very different and interesting. Um Have you seen the movie Primer? No, I've not. You need to. Um, it is a movie about time travel, and it's very, very well done with one of the smallest budget films ever. Um, because the people who made the film were nerds, um, just to say the least. And I feel like a lot of what we are seeing here in the MCU with this is that, where it's very much a you're getting, okay, this is King, this is he who remains, like all these type of things that it's very well thought of and us who are perceiving it now, we're, we're, we're just trying to, you know, connect the pieces of the puzzle type thing. Um, okay. I mean, I'll have to check it out before I can say anything about it, but... Yeah. Um... What I'm, what I think, because one thing we also have to talk about with all of this is Marvel's most recent decision on, or not really Marvel's, but it's Disney's decision to focus back on quality. Because mm-hmm. he. Because, okay, Phase 4 was not fantastic, right? Yep. I, big fan of Marvel. Phase 4, not the best. They had a lot of potential and they kind of didn't really deliver fantastically anywhere. There are some shows that were okay, but there was a lot of not good mixed with the good. Correct. Um... They were so focused on setting up the universe that they didn't take a chance to focus on telling stories. And I think this movie also kind of falls in that space as well. The difference is that this was still fun while still setting everything up. Yeah, Which is- that's very... Yes. It's just... Yeah. The... The fact that they're focusing more on quality means that the phase is going to slow down some, which is great. Um, But it does mean we're probably only going to get like two or three films a year. Again, which, not a bad sign. Like, that's how um, Phase 3 was, and Phase 3 was probably the most successful phase that Marvel's had. Yes. Um, 
one of my biggest things about this film mm-hmm. is that I think it would have done better as a TV series. No. And it's the the reasoning is I would have liked to see a little bit more time in the quantum realm. And like I think I think it was very well paced. Like it's it's nothing against the the movie. It is literally more of a I think as a TV series, it would have been like a oh wow. Like, okay, we're at this chapter, this chapter, this chapter, this chapter. Um, but the problem is you wouldn't have had the budget it has. Which stinks because it would have been more total showtime, but less of a budget. Well, I, I think <clears throat> the problem that you have... I So, the quantum realm was very interesting to explore. However, we've seen the quantum realm three other times in the MCU, right? Endgame. No, no, so let's let's start at the beginning. First time, Ant Man, okay. right? Yes. With Ant Man, it was very like. A single trippy instance, and then it's just black. Nothingness. And then they explain later, oh, you just didn't go deep enough into the quantum realm. There's actually, like, this actual, like, space where you can, like, walk and stuff. So if you gotten even smaller, you would have seen that. Mm-hmm. And so that was the part where, um, what's her name? Janet oh, was like trying oh, to Janet. trying to get them to meet. And that was just like a trippy space that, you know, everyone just kind of where I thought everyone hung out on. But then here this final time, they're saying, No no no. You go even smaller than that. And then you're at this actual like forest and deserts and Star Wars world. And the problem that I had is, like, that's, it it just seems like they keep on tacking something else onto the quantum realm, or whatever the needs fit. Why? Because the whole point of Endgame with the quantum realm was they have a roadmap now to figure out where to go to time travel. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what the whole suit was built for. But it didn't seem like it was something like, I don't know, it just feels like Marvel's not try like they're trying to stay consistent, but at the same time they're waving their hand over stuff like some of the established lore. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think one of the things is it's like you know everyone 
was worried when they heard that uh, we were going to have time travel with uh, Endgame. But mm-hmm. it turned out that it was just like, oh, okay, it works. It's through the quantum realm. Now it's like, oh, hey, but the quantum realm is like this. The quantum realm is that. Like, all this other stuff. And it's like, well, how are we expanding the quantum realm when the thing we were worried about in general was uh, time travel? And now the quantum realm is even further beyond time travel. It's time and space. It's where you're just dealing with Worse messes of madness, essentially. Yeah. And, I don't know, I... I think... I think I would have been fine with the Quantum Realm being that. If they'd taken their own... Like, like they said, time doesn't work the same in the Quantum Realm as it does, like, on Earth. So... Why not tell have the quantum realm? Why did Janet have to be the one who saved Kang? Other than for her to be the only one to have a journey, right? I I think if the quantum realm was different from what Janet had seen, I think that would have had this layer of exploration. That everyone wants, like, all, because, like, Janet and, um, Hank are both scientists, originally. So if you have them want to be like, wait, 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 let's explore this. Even, um, Hope, give her something else to do. Be like, wait, this isn't the quantum realm we've seen before. Like, if if you have the quantum realm be something new to everyone, I think then you get a better level of exploration and this sense of newness for everyone. And it also helps explain away the um issues with the quantum realm beforehand, where it's like, why why does it keep on changing for us? You've already said time is different there, so. Like, just say that it's been so long that everything's evolved. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, but it, with that too, the, the ants are going down into beyond where they were. Yeah. And they, they evolved. They evolved. And like, I the the thing I do like about the movie was they mention that, and then they kind of go past it. Um, we get massive Scott Lang, which honestly I thought was an ant, or he was controlled by an ant, and then he wasn't. It was actually Scott. It was like cool, that's awesome. And then it's like I forgot about the other ants, and then they they end up saving the day. Um, but it was like that ended up being predictable, like from literally the get go of uh, 
Was shoot, what's his name? Modoc? No, um, from him. Henry, it's not Henry. Um, Hank. Hank, from Hank being like having his earpiece go off and just being like, yeah, he's definitely up. Like feeling some stuff. Like he knows the ants are here. Yeah. Um, I mean, we yeah, saw the ants go down too. So, I mean, like, it wasn't yes. like I, it had payoff, which is great. You know, a movie should, like, if you set something up in the beginning, it should have some payoff. Yeah. Um, I think, I, again, I think the biggest issue with the movie is just the story. Yeah. They, that's fair. They, our characters just didn't have a journey. And that's... That's just sucks. Because I... I love... I really do like this movie. It just needed that journey for us to be... to feel better. And the other thing that it needed was the ending of the movie needed to end on a resolution. Not on uh, Scott being like, wait, if he, what's this worst thing that's going to happen? Eh, who cares? Wait, but there is going to be a worst thing that happens. Ah, it needed to end on just a happy, like, happy note of, I'm a father now, I'm trying to do better, and... If he gave her, like, something for her suit to be like, I've accepted who you are and I understand where you're coming from and I'm going to do better. You know, I think that would have just fixed a lot of this movie. Yeah, that's fair. No, I... It definitely looked at first like it was going to be a coming of age or more of a, like... Not family movie, but a family movie in terms of understanding the, the bond between Scott and Cassie. Yeah. Um, but it didn't. Like, that, that part of it did not resolve, which is the, the biggest underlying factor of the movie. But Yeah. Now, let's talk about Modoc. Because that was just genius. It was hilarious. It was wonderful. <laughs> I have no I, I agree. I thought it was it was comedic. It was great. And I when Modoc showed up, I was like, no fucking way. Um biggest thing for me was I was just like, I know the Modoc on Hulu is not technically part of the MCU, but I was just like, man, I wish I I watched a little bit more of that because I, I would have had the extra laugh factor probably because um, I didn't realize when they said when they essentially announced MODOK at first with the what mechanical organism designed only for killing yeah that thing I was just like oh okay cool like that sounds scary that's all I thought rather than oh shit it's MODOK I mean, I realized it, and I was super excited, and then it was 
uh, Darren Cross, and I thought it, I thought that was just such a great way to like introduce him as the villain without mm-hmm. it being like so in your face about it. That's fair. And it was just a. It was a great way to reuse the character and to make ev- make that make sense. I think his whole like stop being a dick thing like yes. that turn, I think that was dumb. It gave it Wait, gave me what? a laugh. It yeah, no, it gave me a laugh, oh. but I don't think it was earned at all. That's so my only here's- the reason I loved it um, is because when I was marching drum corps, um, one of my instructors told me there's three rules in life. Number one, be a badass. Number two, don't be a dick. Number three, do everything in your power to complete rules number one and two. And so getting to see MODOK kind of do that like that was awesome. The lights on in my room. Now that's interesting. Maybe you left it on. I think I left it on. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like I I enjoyed that arc of Modoc, and I thought it was a good comedic value. Um. So. Yeah. Um. Overall, it made me really. I think Jonathan Major was fantastic. Um, it made me really excited for Loki season two. I think that's going to be um a lot of fun because it's going to be. Loki and uh, Mobius just traveling around different timelines trying to find and defeat Kang before he becomes a conqueror. Mm -hmm. At least that's what I got from what I saw um, in the end credit scene. So, like, that's, that's just what I'm hoping. Um, Maybe, maybe it is that. Maybe it's something else. Um, maybe they they go to a timeline for a different reason. And they just accidentally bump into Kang. We'll see. Yeah, I. Uh, I this while well, I didn't really. I enjoyed the movie. I didn't feel like it brought much to the future. It did make me excited for Loki season two. Yeah. And it's fine. It's fine. Again, I had fun and I I think a good rule of thumb for Marvel movies is don't go in expecting a cinematic masterpiece. Don't go in with these super high expectations. Go in just to have 
fun. When have you ever picked up a single issue of a comic book and said, this has to be the best thing I've ever read? Mm -hmm. Now, I've read a lot of comics that are fantastic. Watchmen and um, Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. Great, fantastic comics. Highly recommend those. Um, but, again, don't read a comic because you think it's going to be a cinema, uh, 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 masterpiece. You read it because it's fun. And I think these movies you go because it's fun. You're excited to see the next twist and turn. Yeah, I agree. Well, cool. Is there anything else we want to say about Ant-Man? Final thoughts? Um, I, I really have to say they did the comedy very well in this movie. Like, out of everything in the movie, I was most happy about the comedy. I, I think the comedy was really well done. Um, I think, because, like, probably you're coming from the complaint side of, like, Thor, Love, and Thunder, right? Yeah, but even more than it's just, like, oh, it's nice to have a series that was fun, you know? Yeah. No, I, I get it. I think coming from, like, Wakanda Forever was not funny. It was a very serious tone, which I loved. Um, that might actually be the best of um, Phase 4 was Wakanda Forever. Um, but, sorry, I digress. Um, no, I, I, I wasn't... I, I was pretty sure this was going to be fun and funny because for first um, Peyton Reed did a really good job with um, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, so um, and then you know Paul Rudd's just a funny guy. He'll always make me yeah. chuckle. I definitely so, enjoyed the multiple Paul Rudds in the movie. I'll say that. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, I guess this does it for the first episode of MSAS Season 3. Uh, thanks everyone for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye.